0: You mix how to lose a guy in ten days, all things valentine and sub black love together. It is definitely the newest Hallmark movie titled Advice to Love by starring Brooke Stardell and Erin Westbrook. The last non-christmas Hallmark movie of twenty twenty one. The last movie of Fall Harvest and definitely one of my favorites of this year. Welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Harpies, podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille, and just like the intro said, we are reviewing the newest Hallmark movie, Advice to Love Like. It had comedy, chemistry, and for those who have been complaining about lack of fall in this year's movies, it definitely had touches of fall in the wardrobe. This movie was so reminiscent of one of my favorite rom-coms in early 2000, starring Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson, with its wit and chemistry, the stark conflict of one of my favorite Hallmark movies, but the added ingredients of black love that neither movie exemplified. The f- official synopsis is when a love advice author and a daily columnist cross paths, attraction blooms into more. Using strategies from their own playbook, it is possible that they met their match, each other. Aaron Westbrook plays Kendall Turner, who is an author who believes in the science behind love. She is very cerebral in her process of finding matches for herself, her family, friends, and even strangers. She has so far written two books, titled Dating and Matching in Modern Age, as well as Swipe Left, Data, and Dating. Brookstar now plays Nathan Hart, who is a columnist for the Pacific Sounder magazine. He also writes under the pseudonym of Dr. Lovestruck. The, those two characters are total opposites when it comes to their philosophies of love. Nathan believes love is about fate and feelings, whereas Kendall is all about logic and science. Nathan believes that love is first sight, whereas Kendall thinks that that's the heart talking. Logic hasn't kicked in yet, so it can't be love. So Nathan believes in extravagance when wooing we'll a romantic suitor, whereas Kendall believes in a romantic low key date is better so both parties get to know each other in a more comfortable setting. During meet-cute happened because Nathan's boss gave him the assignment of writing an author's profile on Kendall for the magazine. He introduced himself to her at the book signing in the book salad store. At first, he left out the fact that he was a journalist, but Kendall's editor recognized him and blew his cover. When they meet the following day for the interview at the coffee shop, Nathan inspires Kendall of what her next book will be about. She will be the subject of the book to see the steps that she's written about. All this time will work. Nathan will just be a factor. The question she is asking for the experiment is, can I establish compatibility through dates? The four steps are signal interest, to connect meaningfully, demonstrate worth, and establish trust. After Kendall, give Kendall props. She's said, like, go him." She had no shame. She called Nathan and asked him on a picnic lunch date in the park. She was honest with him about the book. I could tell this woman had confidence, attitude, and definitely knew her work. And I loved it. It was really nice to see. I had only one issue with Nathan. While Kendall was an open book and being honest with her experiment, he kept his identity as Dr. Love a secret. I know there were several occasions where he wanted to tell her and was close to doing so, but man, those words never came out. The dates were cute. They included a picnic date, judo rope for wine tasting, and even introducing him to family. Which, by the way, for someone who doesn't believe in love at first sight, is moving quite fast. When you can clearly see Nathan and Kendall were falling for each other. From the first judo flip to, did you see the look back she did before walking out of Nathan's apartment? After fighting out his deceit, Dad girl got mad. Now, mind you, I get it. needs conflict is usually how the couple in the movie breaks up, only to get back together again in the end, in spite of the Hallmark formula. But Nathan and Kato were perfect together. They were funny and sweet and considerate of each other's feelings. And I call about to try one movie where the couple is honest with each other, and the source of conflict is external, not internal. Nathan did attend a gala for Kendall's new book, the weather she wrote about her old experience following her own rules. But he, and he showed up to win her back, to ask for forgiveness. To ask her, quote, let me show you how much I love you. After say for a girl who isn't about heart, it's logical for her. All about science. The move to forgive was fast. The move to accepting Nathan back was fast. I definitely thought that it was out of character. But of course, it's Hallmarked. They can't let the couple just be in conflict indefinitely at the end of the movie. I give this movie four and a half stars. I mean, the chemistry was off the roof. Brooks was definitely Superman in this movie. He was the leading man, and you can't take your eyes off him when he's on screen. Him and Aaron definitely worked well together. There were several moments throughout this movie that I wanted them to kiss. The representation in this movie... I mean, not only are the two leads black, but the artist behind the paintings Kendo's sister, Joy, did is Raina Noriega, a black artist. Such beautiful artwork and awesome representation. Also, let's talk about Joy's hair. How about this embracing black girl hair with the locks? Ricky Bernard started that in the Christmas and Evergreen movies. Bells were ringing. It's so beautiful to see. The co-stars also had strong storylines as well that didn't feel out of place, from Nathan's co-worker, Larry, who needed advice on how to impress his wife for an anniversary, to Kendall's editor, Ella, and a buddy crush uh, with book salad water great, to Joy and her boyfriend, who are proof opposites attract that two people who logically don't make sense together can work out. It was a beautiful weaving of storylines that did feel out of place or misplaced. This is an example of my love of strong, supporting storylines. They're not just sad characters. So that's it for my love advice, love, vibe review. A couple of things I want to talk about first before signing off. Starting this Friday, how will do, countdown to Christmas. We are expecting 40 Christmas movies. So that's four movies a week. In the foreseeable future, I will be releasing two podcasts weekly. One podcast reviewing the Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas movies and another reviewing Hallmark's Miracle of Christmas movies. I am going to be prayer that i survive the next 10 weeks. Also, this week I will be releasing my podcast with Antonio Tayan just before the Countdown to Christmas. Next week will be busy. I will be interviewing Hallmark movie writer Tracy Andreen about her numerous books. So this is Christmas. And I will also be interviewing star of Boyfriends of Christmas Past, Catherine Wang Kim. I really can't plan anything ahead after that because I will be having surgery soon. I found out the date on Tuesday, the 26th of October. So I will be out for at least two weeks healing from surgery. I also have a plan for 2022. I want to read a monthly podcast review. Reviewing Hallmark Publishing Books every month, where I pick a book to read and talk about the book and give my thoughts on it. Man, the next 10 weeks will be busy, so let's enjoy this ride together. See y'all next week to review You, Me, and Christmas Trees, as well as Boyfriends of Christmas Past. Bye, y'all.